0: Right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of Big Bang Wrestling this week. Uh, we have a special guest this week as we have the host of the Angle Podcast, Mr. Joey Carney, joining us. Joey, how's everything going, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. It's no problem. We're honored to have you on as a special guest this week. Uh, you just had a big interview on you- your show this week. I did. I just had uh, the real World's champion,
1: NWA world heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. Uh, just talked to him for about an hour, and this guy, man, he could just—he's one of the best wrestling minds I think we have today. Oh, that, easily, easily.
0: I—I yeah, I, I caught a little bit of that interview. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I did watch a little bit of it. Probably watched half of it really. And from what I saw, it was a great interview. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, we just had the Royal Rumble. You no, know, happened this past weekend, where we saw Edge. He won the Men's Royal Rumble after coming back from an injury, and we saw Bianca Belair win the Women's Royal Rumble. And then had a little bit of controversy after that between her and Rhea Ripley. Joey, did you see that at all? Or I know me and Nick, we've talked about it some. Do you? What was your thoughts on that? I did.
1: At, when it happened, I didn't see it. I saw it after when the uh, when wrestling Twitter blew it up <laughs> that's that's yeah. when i saw it honestly you know if it was a botch i mean it happens listen yeah. it, things like that happen do i think that it, th- it's gonna matter no because i think both women are gonna be in great matches at wrestlemania so either way it doesn't matter when you're yeah, watching when you're watching any other show on tv if you're watching law and order if you're watching uh jersey shore anything in between there you're not critiquing like, oh, that what that that's bad acting. That that what you watch it to enjoy, it. and
0: I think yeah. that's where the fans need to stay. To be honest with you, uh, it yeah. seems like now the fans really want to just judge everything rather than watch it and remember, like watch for the entertainment that it's supposed to be, and they want to judge and, each performer, and they think everybody else should follow suit in a sense.
2: Yeah, and that's something that I've been very vocal about as marcus knows is that wrestling fans lately are just are insanely ridiculous and critical about things that really don't matter in the end
1: yeah i also too like i i sometimes i'll be in the moment and i'll like complain and then i'll then i'll think back I'm like, oh you know what let me retract that statement yeah. uh but i just think today it's like complain first and then think about it is what we get like the fans yeah. I, I just let it sink in first. Let it happen. You know, yeah. like, and then, you know, wait, wait for, wait for something else to happen before you jump to the conclusion.
2: And, and I'm guilty of that of myself <laughs> on this podcast. I did it with, you know, a couple of matches at Wrestle Kingdom. And then when they came back and worked more matches, I was like, okay, now I see what's happening.
1: I apologize. It, take, it takes a real, it takes, it takes a real man <laughs> to like acknowledge that too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I give you credit for that because a lot of fans will not take credit or they'll not acknowledge that, and then they'll just keep complaining and just complain and just complain.
0: <laughs> right. I know. Um. Bianca Belair. You know, she after she won the Women's Royal Rumble, everybody's instantly thinking. At least people that I've talked to and what I've seen, a lot of people are thinking she's gonna challenge Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Title at Mania. Do y'all think she's gonna do the same, or do y'all see her going a different direction with it? I
1: think uh, honestly, I think it's gonna be Bianca, uh, just because. They've been somewhat involved in a storyline over the last few months. They tagged mm-hmm. here and there. And I just think that because Bianca's a new face to WWE yeah. uh, in general, and she just got put on SmackDown and she's just getting some sort of push, I think it only makes sense to keep her there because you you don't want to yeah. move her around so quickly and have people confused. Keep her on SmackDown. Let her go against S- Sasha.
0: And I I think let her beat Sasha, to be honest with you. I would like to see her beat Sasha myself because, like, when Sasha first came back, it was great. And I I feel like after the Carmelo, I don't really. She's beating everybody. I don't really think there's many people left for her to beat. So putting the belt on a new face presents Mm -hmm. a whole lot more possibilities.
3: Yeah,
2: and they need to stick with it and build it. Let her build that herself and that title.
1: Yeah, yes. I think I think what we're going to get from that is you're going to see, you know, a baby face uh, Bianca, which is new because in NXT, when she was there, she she was a heel. Yeah, and she was she was damn good at it, too. So I think now that she's a face, she kind of seems like uh, like the ultimate baby face where it's like people are going to take her lightly. And I think that's what's going to happen with Sasha. Um, they're both going to go into this match as baby faces uh bianca's gonna get the win she's gonna win the title and then we're gonna see a heel sasha come and then that's gonna continue the storyline but just further that yeah bianca you know and i think sasha's better as a heel anyway so. oh 110 percent
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah then with edge i know first like even as joey had mentioned before you know a lot of people are complaining that you no know, edge he came back you know, from injury, Wonderwall, Rumble, and they think, he's, well, we're assuming he's going to be a part-timer. You know, Even after he said he's going to wrestle full-time until Mania. But a lot of people are complaining about that instead of having WWE push new faces. Me, personally, I was kind of hoping Cesaro was going to win the Rumble.
2: Yeah, I was with you on that one.
0: And have them push a guy that... You know a lot of fans are already behind and recognize that he deserves a big push because it's been long overdue.
1: Yeah, I think Cesaro would be a great pick. Here's why I and I and at one point I did say, you know what, I want Cesaro to win the Rumble, but then I like retracted that because I was like, whoever wins the Royal Rumble is getting a huge, like, a huge gift, you know, someone like Cesaro is is organic like his his, if you were to turn him face and put him in great matches like he's having right now with daniel bryan uh with whoever else on smackdown with with shinsuke turn him face and let him build that way he's he's gonna grow organically just like drew mcintyre he doesn't need a royal rumble win to be to be like like boosted up give it let someone else who needs that extra boost win the rumble and then let cesaro go to Fast lane or elimination chamber, and then have him win a match there, and then earn his shot. You know, I think the Royal Rumble is really for some. It's like the money in the bank briefcase. It's yeah. to boost and elevate somebody. So someone like Cesaro, I think, is honestly above that. Put him in a in a in an upright position. and Guys is going go to go to the moon. Oh, definitely. That's, that's definitely. I definitely agree with that. I think. I think Cesaro oh, is yeah. past. He's past the Royal Rumble at this point. I think it's just a matter of you know, a yes or no in booking and he's he's there.
0: that match that he had with Brian on SmackDown tonight it was a great match. It was short. In my opinion, I thought it was a short match, yeah, but was it good. was still an excellent match. Yeah. And the yeah. finish, like it it completely surprised me. I did not see Brian tapping out to end the match.
2: you no, know, it was a great T V match. And you no, know, I did not expect a submission definitely did not expect that no
1: what was great about that was the authenticity of it where you saw that huge backbreaker that he that cesaro hit on brian which like yeah. threw him up and just landed him on his and you saw the pain and you heard you know brian in, in yeah. agony grabbing his back right into the cesaro swing Brian didn't know what to do. Either grab his head or hold his back because he was in pain after that. <laughs> and then put him in the sharp su- shooter it was a great yeah. uh, homage to Tyson Kidd, his former pa- mm. tag team partner. Yeah. Uh, getting that win, it was surprising, but it made sense because of the lineup of those moves. You know, Brian's back was yeah. hurt from all these different things. He taps mm-hmm. out and looks makes Cesaro look like a million bucks.
2: Yeah. And, and like he he you said, but, the, and, and like you said, Daniel Bryan did something that is very lost on this current generation, and that is selling.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know,
2: because you know, somebody got ran over last week
1: and then got up 10 seconds later. <laughs> you know, a lot of people predicted Bryan to win the Royal Rumble, yet he keeps saying his family is first before pro wrestling and he's kind of ending his full time run. So, right. like, why would he win the Royal Rumble? You know, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense. So he, what he wants to do, he wants to put over t- uh, talent and win the Intercontinental Championship. And I think what he did tonight on SmackDown says that you know
0: says that best. Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, and who, and who better to put people
3: over?
0: Yeah, uh, I was. I kept hearing the rumors, and I was waiting and waiting to hear about Alistair Black coming back into the Rumble. This past weekend, and I still have, I haven't i have heard anything else about it lately. I've heard nothing. I heard a few
1: – I don't know if it was a month or so ago that they had major plans for him or something yeah. like that. I don't know if you guys heard that. But if he was in the Rumble, it would only make sense to have him win it. So if he's not going to win it, keep him out. Because Makes if sense. you have plans for him – he's been gone for how many months now? If you have him in there and it gets thrown out, what's the point? I said bring him back like on a SmackDown and like interrupt a segment. Then that's like a big return, you know. Having him return at the Rumble and then
0: lose, yeah, they ain't gonna serve no purpose. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but they said the um, last I heard is that he's supposed to make this big dramatic appearance on a episode of SmackDown coming up soon. Hmm. I hope so. You know then like some other, like Keith Lee, he was also rumored to win. He, I don't think he was even in the match. Was he? I don't think he was. I was, like, I was at work, so I didn't get to watch it, yeah. but I was reading through the list. Of everybody who was in it. And he was not even in the match. Mm-mm.
1: He wasn't in the match. Uh, what happened was, uh, out of the ring in real life, he's in a relationship with Mia Yim, am. Mm. Re- a- reckoning on, uh, from retribution. Right. Uh, he tested positive for COVID, so I don't know if he tested positive or because nothing has been announced. She announced that she tested positive, but maybe he's just either quarantining himself or he tested positive. Because yeah. honestly, that he was my pick to win the Rumble. Like I thought, yeah. I was dead set that he was winning the Rumble.
0: And see, I didn't hear that that about Keith Lyora uh, Miyem. Yeah, I, I didn't hear no that. Idea. So that's definitely news to me.
1: Yeah, she she actually put a she put a post about it. Um, on Twitter, I think that the more the day of the Rumble that she you know she tested, she previously had tested negative, but now she tested positive. So it that has to be the reason why Keith Lee wasn't involved. right,
0: has to be then, yeah, definitely. Then Seth Rollins, they brought him back for the Rumble, and I thought he was gonna be on SmackDown tonight and didn't see him on there. I actually, right, right when
1: I was uh, before I signed on to, to do your show, right, I, I tweeted about Seth Rollins because. When you think about superstars who are coming back, like everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be the Messiah when he comes back, all this stuff, the heel, you know. Think about—I don't know if you guys remember back in the day when when they were bringing back Rodus Clay, and they were and they were all these vignettes were like he's this big bad, you know, tough yeah. guy. Then it comes back dancing, <laughs> completely <laughs> different from what they marketed him as coming back. You know, Say, look at Liv Morgan, look at all these yeah. Lana, look at all these superstars who they yeah. they, they they like. Predict or, or marketed as oh they're coming back as this and then when they come back they surprise you like uh, Emma remember when Is they have Evelina yeah. yeah. whatever yeah. that have, was
0: like they did the <laughs> bigness she came on the stage next thing you know she got released I don't <laughs> think she had a match did she <laughs> No you see I don't think Seth's gonna get released after he comes back No
1: <laughs> but I He's do scared. think He's that scared. we're gonna get a different we're gonna get the Messiah but going to get a face version where like now he's a dad like now he's got a purpose and a true calling right i think that now we're going to get like you can't go have a kid come back and be healed i just doesn't make sense you know but he's probably the only one that could (laughs) oh yeah i mean and then again that would require someone wanting to be with mjf true (laughs) but crazy stuff happens so that is very true that is very true
0: uh, so do y'all think that Seth, he was he do y'all think he was a better character as a face or a heel?
2: I, I like him as a heel. He's the perfect the chicken shit heel. You know, he he, he plays the whole, you know, the whole you know, he, he acts like he's gonna fight, but then he doesn't want to fight, but then he comes back and he wins. Yeah. You know, I felt that was him at his best because the promos he was doing, the matches he was having, he was really having
1: good matches during that time. It's kind of hard to like differentiate a heel and a face nowadays in wrestling. Yeah, cuz they're so similar. Yeah. And like when you think back to Seth being a face, like was he a face or was he just his authentic self? Like right. there was things he did where he was booed. You know, that's what led to his heel turn. Is him being himself and fans being like this is, you know, BS, we want something different. Yeah. Um, can he be what, what what do I like him better as? Honestly, I like him as a heel. He's more entertaining that way. Um, But if you turn him a face, I mean, that could also be very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It definitely could.
1: You know, so.
0: You know, then another thing I was wondering about, too, and it was after these world title matches, when is Miz going to cash in his money in the bank? That's something I've been waiting on for weeks now. It's a very good question. So he has like three hundred. He has a
1: year from when he won it, right? Is, that, is that it from
0: when problem? he won it or from when Otis won it? There was
1: never any, never. I mean, they. I think honestly, they dropped the ball with this money in the bank. Yeah. Contract well, the rule clearing. has
2: always been it's one year from Two when you hitting.
1: win it. Yeah. yeah, I always try to have these like crazy, you know, different possibilities uh, when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, I don't think Miz is cashing in. I like yes. I like your faces there. I think nope. what's gonna happen. I mean, listen. Right now, where we're seeing WrestleMania going with the with Miz, it's gonna be like Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and like Booker T. That's probably where we're going with that.
0: God, I hope not.
1: You no, know? would I want that? No, what I do want is a one-on-one match between Miz and Morrison with that contract on the line, and then Morrison wins it. No, that That's what good. I would love to see. That could be good. And Morrison has that that contract. You build him up. For the rest of 2021, yeah, and then he he cashes in that contract because I think at this point, what I love to see Miz as the world champion, absolutely. Yeah, the way yeah.
0: he is right now, he's freaking annoying. I'm sorry, Miz and Morrison together are annoying. Yeah, like when they first brought Morrison back, you know, I was thinking uh, they're gonna make him this big star, put him back with the Miz, and you remember how they were? What yeah. was it back in 2016? I think it was. or no, it was before uh, that. It was, it was like it was 2012. Like 10
3: years ago.
1: He was like the Intercontinental champion before he left here the first time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was uh, he had one match on Raw with Miz for the title. Yeah, the US title I think it was. No, he had one on Raw for the WWE title too. When Miz was champion. Really? Wow. I think that was about the same time he was paired with Alex Riley too. I haven't had to been 2011
2: somewhere in there. It was
0: yeah, it was a while back, but um They had a match, and that was probably one of my favorite Miz and one of my favorite Miz matches.
1: I think they both need a singles push, and I think them going at it against each other would like elevate them both because just because there's so much history and their chemistry is is impeccable. You can't you can't match it.
0: No, they got great chemistry together. And
1: now that I don't and on Impact, Taya Valkyrie, who is actually married to John Morrison, yeah, uh, she's been written off. So I don't know if if anything broke about her leaving the company, I think she is leaving the company. I I think her contract she, is up. she signed on to finish her like one more match with Deanna mm. Brazo to put her over. You know, if she shows up in WWE and she's with Morrison, I think there's a chance that he can, he's going to be in a very, very significant sh- spot uh, either with, you know, in the middle of the card or main event. If they're, mm. if they pair them together.
0: Yeah. I'd at least like to see, um, competing for their inter- seriously competing for the intercontinental title. Yeah, he can do it. He can do it. Yeah. You know, another question I've had and going back to edge, you know, he's appeared on raw. He went on NXT confronted Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. And then he went on SmackDown and like had that little thing with Roman Reigns. Yeah. And then it Ke- turns out it gets done by Kevin Owens. But who do y'all feel like he's gonna end up challenging for the belt?
2: Probably Drew.
0: I just uh, both Drew and Booker uh, Booker. Roman. We we're just talking <laughs> about Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> both Drew and Roman. Please don't vote Booker T in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, we had that one time already. <laughs> Edge and Booker would be a good match. <laughs> Uh, we have, Absolutely. you know. Oh, but, it was, 100%. <laughs> you know, 2004. <laughs> but, you no, know, both Drew and Roman are both big guys. You know, I just, yeah, I don't, uh, they can probably have a good match, you know, with Edge, but I don't think that would be as good as, say, a match with him and, you know, somebody smaller being you know, Finn Balor or Pete Dunn.
2: Well when you put edge next to Roman and drew, he's really not that much smaller. Yeah. I mean, drew is bigger than edge, taller than edge, but you know, it's not like Ray and Batista or something like that. You know,
1: I think what people are looking at now is that they're thinking about edge being like brittle or something where like he was injured and he's older and he's like fragile. And I don't think that's the case to be honest with you. I think he can go. Yeah. And, uh, Honestly, I want to see him after what we saw tonight from Roman. I want to see him go against Roman. I originally slated him to be against Drew just because of what we saw on on Raw. But right. Roman, Roman versus Edge. And if you think about it, you got it's like pride versus ego, spear versus spear. Like there's a lot of things that you can market with that match. And if we know WWE They like their marketing. So,
0: I mean, but
2: everything's a gimmick. So,
0: yeah. Last time they had a like the whole pride versus pride thing, you know, spear versus spear, Roman pulled out the main event. (laughs) You know, that's yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The the real question here is not
1: who Edge is going to face, but whoever he does face, is he really going to win the world title or is he going to lose? That's the real question.
2: I doubt he'll win the belt at this point. I think they're just using him as a good name opponent to put over one of these guys and have a good match with them.
0: Now, here's my thing. I want you all to hear this out for a minute, right? Yeah. All right, we just saw, like, the ratings, between NXT and AEW this past Mm -hmm. week, right? NXT did god-awful against AEW. You know, but they just announced Edge, what, like a day before the show? I think it was, yeah, day before or the morning of.
2: Yeah, it was very short.
0: Yeah. All right. So what if you no know, Edge challenges either Dunn or Balor for the title? I think he'd have a good match with either either one of them. Make him the champion of you know, the NXT champion. He'll raise the title up to where more people are looking at it because it's it's Edge, you know. And then also, you know, if somebody happens to beat him for the NXT title. Look at how much a star they just made that other person. I can see it. Uh, that'd be. I doubt really, they'll do it. I doubt they'll do it, but
1: I can see it.
2: Well, my my only thing with that is is that NXT has always been presented as, um, the developmental. I don't want to say underneath because that's an insult, and I feel NXT has consistently been a better wrestling product. Um, but with a title like that, a guy like Edge. I think that kind of defeats the purpose of him winning a title like that.
1: I agree. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. Why Why would he be the champion of a, of you know their next generation? Right. You know, whatever you want to label NXT as. Third brand it's supposed to be, but they don't label yeah. it that way anymore.
0: Yeah, see, that's how it's supposed to be. And a lot of times that's how they try to market it. Then other times they'll switch it back to developmental.
2: Right. Yeah. They go back and forth on it all the time. Yeah. Like if it's
1: the third brand, why wasn't it on Survivor Series this year? Why wasn't it more predominant at WrestleMania? Why wasn't yeah. it more predominant at the Royal Rumble? It's not the third brand. That was, that was for that Survivor yeah, Series. it's because
2: the they had no people, and that was their last thing that they could put together.
1: Yep.
0: But I mean, if they really do want to treat it as a third brand and have any chance of really competing, and in my opinion, any chance of competing with AEW for ratings, because it doesn't look like they're going to move from Wednesday nights. You know, that's going to be yeah. out the window there. But I feel like that'd be the best chance they have at, you know, if they'd put Edge as a as a world champion. Here's the thing though, too.
1: Everyone's always talking and, and I this is actually the first time I'm gonna bring this up because no one ever and no and I don't think anybody ever talks about it. Everyone's always discussing like the ratings yeah, war between AEW and NXT. It. AEW is its own entity, it's its own show. So if they do horrible ratings, like that's their only show. Yep. WWE does not thrive off of NXT having better ratings than aew no. WWE drives off ratings from raw and smackdown that's mm-hmm. that's where that, let's be honest that that's where they get that's mm-hmm. why wwe is what it is is because of raw and smackdown
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know so if nxt loses every week in the ratings to aew i don't think it's gonna it's gonna tarnish them
2: well and another thing is and it's it's funny we brought up the developmental thing because whenever the conversation of those ratings comes up, the thing you always hear is, well, okay, well, it's just the developmental brand against the whole brand of another company.
1: Yeah. And they got Sting and they got all these people. and
2: Right. They, well, they got half of the WWE Hall of Fame over there, it seems like.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they still somewhat compete with AEW. They lose... You know, yeah. but sometimes they're, they're, it's very, like, it's hand-in-hand. Hand. It's right. closer than thing, what you would think if you would yeah. put on paper yeah. AEW and developmental program.
2: If, if you yeah. really look at the numbers consistently, yeah. the only difference is, like, 150,000. Yeah. Consistent. And
1: it's,
0: yeah, consistent. and that's very
2: consistent. It's rare that it's not like that.
0: I think this past week was, like, the biggest split I've seen between the two. But AEW it, also had, like, a a beach break
1: paper. Yeah. Type thing. So yeah, like, they, they did like a clash of the champions style, like WCW used to do. Yeah. And they had John Moxley and Kenny Omega that, you know, that main event that that obviously mm-hmm. like that was going to be young bucks. And, you know, it was just, yeah, that main event is what sold that, that show. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. And then Festus and little Festus and, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who said that again? That was um wasn't that Tama no Uh-oh.
2: Yeah Tama Tama That's called him thought. Festus Little Festus.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I I saw that and I just started I freaking bust out laughing when I saw that one.
2: I I couldn't hold it back. I died. Yeah.
1: <laughs> festus. Festus and little festus. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, what'd he say? He said Kenny Oshmega, the middle-aged bucks and festus and little festus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, while we're talking about, like, the Young Bucks and Omega and all that, right? Yeah. I'm going to kind of skip around for a minute. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after the main event on AEW, we saw Kenta come on and attack Moxley with a GTS. Pretty much, like, I guess that's signaling a partnership of sorts between AEW and New Japan. Well... Or are they to just me, doing it a one-off for this match?
2: To me, right now, it just looks like it's for this match only. Um, Moxley has had this belt now for a year. Uh, and he's actually already been stripped of it once for yeah. inactivity. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm actually surprised he wasn't stripped again, which kind of also tells me there might be something more to this because he actually should have been stripped months ago. Yeah. Um, but right, like I said, right now to me, it looks like it's just for this match, and I hope it's
1: only for this match. But that's just my personal thought on it. Uh, this, I think, was in is a long time in the making. You go back to Omega being in New Japan, Jericho being in New Japan, Jr. being in New Japan, Don Callis being in New Japan. How they're all tied together here: the Machine Gun Carl Anderson and you know Doc Allis. Yeah. I mean, everybody a lot of the people who we see today are from uh, who are at some point were in New Japan. And you know, John Moxley is having a match with Kenta mm-hmm. in a few weeks. And they had a face to face, I think last week or so at the taping for New Japan. Yeah, and, it was last Friday. You know, that news broke, it was like the internet broke. So like from there, I kind of predicted something was gonna happen with Kenta. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't. I don't think Kenta's the topic of discussion here because we, we that was kind of predictable. We're like you have yeah. Kenta coming in, you have the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, you have the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Well, how do you? Where's the fourth member? And that's I think is uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I think
0: I read something earlier today. Come to think of it, we was talking about Nick Aldis possibly working with AEW. Was it from my interview?
1: because <laughs> <laughs> he no, talked about his hair too what? oh did? yeah i and it's funny i got tagged in i got tagged in something for my interview today from fightful and it was about that so i thought that's i thought that's what you were talking about because i didn't i didn't see anything before and then i just get tagged in it today like
0: i'm trying <clears throat> to remember what site it was on is it was it sc scoops i think and they pretty much asked um Aldous, like would he be defending the NWA title or be making any appearance appearances for AEW? And he said he has no interest in it from what I saw. Because apparently. What he told me, yeah, what he
1: told me in our, in, in our interview, he flat out said, like, I'm confident in my ability and I'm confident as I'm confident in my championship. I don't need those other you know championships to kind of elevate myself he's not very an ego driven guy and he's like you want to talk about the history of this belt and what it represents like go ask rick flair go ask dusty Rhodes and harley yeah. race he goes i don't need to be in that position like is there interest yeah it could be fun but like he's not like he's not planning on that
0: yeah
1: which I- makes sense but i think it'd be entertaining to have like four world champions
0: oh one um, show
1: yeah, I, you know, like at least a tag team match or something.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, I remember it was actually the first pay per view WWE pay per view I watched. You know, I it was Armageddon two thousand six, I believe. And I thought it was a yeah. big deal because they had the WWE champion and World Heavyweight Champion teaming up together in a tag match. Was Cena and Batista.
3: Yeah.
0: Again, that was like, a
1: time when they actually made the brands separate. Like, Separate, yeah, like really separate. We're like, truly, WrestleMania that you would see someone else on the other show, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, That was when they're doing uh, there's one interpromotional match for WrestleMania every year, yeah. And mm -hmm. then, other than that, the brands were separate until Survivor Series and Royal Rumble,
3: yeah, yeah. But
2: the good old days, yeah. (laughs) There's there's one thing I want to say about this. I have never really been a fan of AEW. It's just not my style. Um, I've tried, and I've, I've honestly sat down and tried numerous times. I, I just can't get into it. And I've been a longtime fan of New Japan. And to me, it's just two completely different worlds. Um, as anybody that watches AEW knows, it's very sports entertainment driven. It's It's a lot of what you would see – You know stuff that WWE does, and they pretty much created that style. Seems to me like AEW is just trying to carry that on, which I mean, there's there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just not what I like. And with New Japan, where it's still presented for the most part as legitimate sport, because that's the Japanese culture. Um, I just don't see those two things meshing well at all.
1: Yeah, I can see that too. You know what, it, it gives, it puts eyes on New Japan superstars. But like, I kind of agree with you there with like, AW is like the rated R version of WWE product. Right. Pretty much. PG 13 rated R, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's TV 14. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There are a lot of fans, you know, a lot of fans are not going to like to hear that. Because it you know, it's like you're either Democrat or Republican. You're like WWE or AEW. It's like you have yeah. to pick and it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Whoever said it. Whoever said that. Whoever 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 created the term part timer, you know, like there's a lot yeah. of things in pro wrestling that a lot of people just you hear it once and it just carries over and now everybody thinks that's a thing. Like
2: Yeah. Somebody I said it heard, in the chat room and it sticks.
1: Yeah, I never heard uh, anybody call or anybody anybody's contract say part timer or You know, you have to like AEW or WWE. Yeah. None of that nonsense.
0: Yeah. So I know when I talked to you the other day, Joey, you said you had heard some things about this deal between WWE and Peacock where they sold the network and the streaming services to them. So what was it that you had heard about that? Since You've heard more than I'm sure I have. I was actually on yesterday
1: WWE's uh, earnings call, uh, their quarterly call, and they missed their goal by forty seven percent.
3: Jeez, this quarter,
1: Damn. Um, and uh, I felt it today as a WWE shareholder. I can tell you that. God, it, it how dropped. Much, they, how much did they go mm, down? It. They went from fifty seven to forty nine. Ooh, yeah, that's a good. From yesterday,
2: yeah, yesterday to today. Yeah,
1: that hurts um yeah so and you know what's really funny they had stephanie mcmahon on there and they had a lot of other executives on the call and it's funny to hear people especially stephanie mcmahon like acknowledge their loss but in a way of where it sounds like they won if that makes sense
2: That's, that sounds like a typical Vince McMahon thing. Like right we there.
1: missed nearly six. We, we're down six million ticket sales, but subscribers are twenty million people. I was like, you failed. <laughs> 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 like what? You can throw numbers all day long. You can throw million dollar numbers all day long, but you you failed. Like, and they're like sounding prideful, and they're like, well, we have twenty million in this and this. this, this. But fact of the matter is. Money. COVID changed everything. They're down now because of ticket sales. They, they yeah. are they are dying because of ticket sales. Um, mm-hmm. When we go back to whatever normal life is, we're probably not going to have live events, um, have TV, TV live events, but you're not going to have those Thursday and Saturday shows and all that yeah. other stuff that they did because... You're not going
2: to have the house shows and the specials, gonna and the it's all going to be very limited.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what changed now is that because of covid uh there's more subscribers than ever Mm -hmm. on streaming platforms you can see that with netflix or peacock hulu where espn plus whatever you use um so wwe is like thriving on that end um so they sold their licensing rights to peacock which is uh comcast nbc whatever you want to call it for a billion dollars just for the u.s um so they still have the other countries to sell to so just the u.s they made a billion dollars so if you ask me, it's a very successful deal. Um, but the big picture, they missed their goal by 47%. And you can
0: take that if right. you want. <laughs> yeah, that's the big picture. They, thing still, is, they missed their goal. I mean, yeah. they're not making money. Yeah. And that just proves that
1: ticket sales are, uh, ticket sales, live events, they matter.
2: Well, pro wrestling has always been a live event business.
1: Yeah. That's where it thrives. And another thing, too, they mentioned their ratings being stagnant, where it's like, oh, Monday Night Raw ratings went up when we created the Thunderdome. (laughs) I was like, well, (laughs) they went up from the the PC days, but they're down the worst they've ever, ever been. Yeah. They didn't say that part they yeah, just said they than... up. oh yeah.
0: what's y'all's thoughts on the Thunderdome exactly because me personally i don't I don't feel like it made a difference for what I was seeing on TV I think it's so
2: distracting when you're trying to watch a match and you just see faces popping up everywhere.
1: <laughs> Have you guys seen yourselves on there yet? No, mine no. it ain't good enough to even do it. I've wanted to though' Which, I all on there once though. Do what?
2: Yeah. Ben, ben got shown on there once.
1: <laughs> I saw an AEW logo, too. Uh, somebody showed it. Um, Omega on there once, too. No, I think he was on there. Yeah, that's oh. right. people, people were saying that was legitimate. I don't, I don't know that what Because he tweeted about it, too. I
2: mean, that's something he would do. So. Yes,
0: it wouldn't surprise me if it was him.
1: I was on there like five times. And... Uh, <laughs> It, it wasn't a great experience, to be honest with you. Like, like uh, they give you the live stream to watch. So, like uh, for those of you listening right now, or when you when you post this, um, if you don't pay for the WWE Network and you want to uh, watch a pay per view for free, uh, sign up for the Thunderdome because they allow you to stream it for free, and you're on it. So, if you don't want to pay for the network, there's your loophole, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I might they do give that. You a link- <laughs> yeah they give (laughs) you a link now like you you don't have and that's what i thought too i was like if you know when they start doing this whole thing like maybe you have to be like a network member to like be on you know in the thunderdome nope anybody can do it as long as you have a a working email so they they send you a link you click it you open it and it's just like what we're doing here and you watch the pay-per-view
0: so wouldn't that like like make people want to cancel their network subscriptions
1: Um, yes and no, because then you don't get all the documentaries and all the other stuff that that's on the network, which honestly I think is valuable stuff. If you're a wrestling yeah. fan, the new Yokozuna thing they just put up is amazing. Brilliant. You know, it's it like, amazing. you're not going to get that just, you know, but people who don't want to pay $9.99 and they want to watch a pay-per-view do what I just
0: said.
3: Yeah.
0: I was like me personally. I like what NXT did with that capital wrestling center. The way they got that set up I like that a little bit better than the Thunderdome. Yeah, but it's pretty much the same thing as the Thunderdome.
2: It's not as many people. It's just a Thunderdome with some people actually around the ring behind a, the hockey glass, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and it is the Flash in the
1: Sun. <laughs> and the the Capitol Wrestling Center is just a performance center. Just yeah.
2: It's just a facelift. Yeah, yeah. It's, a facelift. it's a facelift. Well, and what I want LEDs I will say I do like the Capitol Wrestling Center's logo because it's a throwback to the old Capitol Wrestling Corporation yep. from uh, what was
1: it, Jess McMahon? One of the McMahons from like many, many McMahons ago. I believe
2: it was Jess McMahon and Tootsmont. I believe that's who it was. That's a, that's a nice fact. I,
1: I know I it was know that a is. McMahon. <laughs> I don't know what's...
2: And that was like in the 40s. So, <laughs> But it's the exact same logo. The, yeah, the Capital Wrestling Center. It's the exact same logo that the uh, old wrestling company had.
0: Hmm. Nice little fact. I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that at all either.
2: Yeah, that was uh, Vince's granddad. That was his company. So. Yeah,
1: I remember, I remember Triple H posting a video about that or talking about that a little mm-hmm. bit. That was that was a nice, like tribute thing they did. Yeah.
0: And then. Um I know it's been mentioned a couple of times on several different occasions with Cesaro. They've been talking about, you know, reporting that his contract is ending after WrestleMania. But then I just saw today where he either signed one or verbally agreed to a new contract. Uh, Have y'all seen any details about that? Or has anything about that come up or. I saw details on it.
1: Like I, not details, but I saw like, oh, he signed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Will we ever know the truth? No, but pay attention to the product. You can tell. If Cesaro didn't sign, if Cesaro didn't sign his contract, he would not have beaten Daniel Bryan tonight. That's no, true. not at all. He would have been buried instantly.
2: No, he would have probably ate a, a running knee and then got submitted right away because that's what
1: WWE likes to do. When Dean Ambrose announced he was not si- re-signing with WWE, look what they did.
0: Yeah, he had a loss to Nia Jax, didn't
1: he? <laughs> he lost to EC three. He wasn't even on WrestleMania. Like they just, no, they just like no, no, no. Sit, they benched him until his contract was over. <laughs> yeah, or lose to that, everybody. Had that one match with so the Cesaro didn't sign. Yeah, if Cesaro didn't sign, you wouldn't have seen Cesaro. You probably wouldn't even have seen him on SmackDown. Yeah, let alone submit Daniel Bryan. Exactly. So it looks like he did. If you ask me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, though, like, after, you know, with him signing a new contract, supposedly, from like y'all said, the looks of it, hopefully they're going to do a little bit more with him than what they have been. Yeah. And I noticed they showed a little spot where Shinsuke was watching the match from backstage, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, what is – I know him and Shinsuke were tag partners at one time, but I don't really think there was any involvement between them two further than that. They had a match
1: on SmackDown, I think it was last week or the week before, where they were on opposing sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shinsuke now is a face. I think it was the the week before the Royal Rumble, the Friday before the Royal Rumble. Shinsuke was on the face side. Cesaro was on the heel side. That's right, yeah. that, was, that was the last the last of that, but I would love to see them with a one on one match, like give them a feud together.
0: Yeah,
2: they could have they could do something really well, I think.
0: No, they really killed Shinsuke's whole push after that AJ feud, and now they're just starting to rebuild them. I and that was how long ago, like two, three years ago, a long time ago. Three years ago, yeah. yeah, we'll see.
2: The thing, the thing with Shinsuke is he's best as just a killer. You know, he just needs to be the hard hitting, you know, king of strong style, which is what he that's what he made his name as.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just the tough. No nonsense. I'm here to fight and that's it. And they've totally stripped that of him.
1: Hence why it's not working. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know how it's like you take this guy from New Japan and like, obviously, it's a different style, like what you talked about Um being a completely different style, more like authentic sports, like style. And you bring him to WWE. Why not let him keep that? That keeps him very different than everybody else. Right. But you also put a spin on there where like he, you give him some promos or, and he doesn't speak English properly. And it gets people like, Mm. you know, like excited, just like what they do with Oscar, you know, what, what is the reason for not doing any of that? Where Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. Like he's, they parade him around. Like he's a mascot almost. Yeah, you know, look what he did in NXT. Like he was great in NXT.
2: Oh, dude, he was right. killing and, it in NXT. Yeah, well, he was largely unchanged. Exactly. You know, there was a I'm couple. Of he
1: kept two- his full name on the main roster. That's the thing WWE does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody either loses their first name or their last name. <laughs>
1: like yeah. you
0: said about uh, I saw you tweeted out about carrying and Yeah, I said, I
1: said today. And the freaking tweet blew up for some reason. I guess it was. I guess it was true. If Taryn yeah. Cross comes to the main roster, either Raw or SmackDown, he'll probably just go by Cross. He won't be Taryn yeah. Cross.
2: I'm just waiting for the day that Damian Priest shows up as just
1: Priest. Yeah. Yeah. Probably won't happen, but <laughs> you know, WWE has a weird way of spinning names. Like Andrade Cien all is now yeah. Andrade. Yeah. And I remember a day when I was like, I don't like that name at all. It needs <laughs> to be Andrade, CN almost. Yeah. Now Andrade just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah.
0: So why do y'all think that they, you know, you get these guys, you know, they're freaking red hot in NXT, right? They bring them up to the main roster. They do good for a couple of weeks, and then they just get thrown off to the wayside. Why do y'all think that is? I don't understand. Like, I guess I know it's two different people running each show. But still, like, why would you call them up if you don't have anything for? Them?
2: I I think it comes down to who's in charge of the shows, you know, because Triple H is very much pro wrestling oriented. Yeah. Yeah. So NXT tends to have a more pro wrestling feel and style, and when you get to the main roster, anybody can come up with any ideas they want to. They can plan out anything all day long but unless mcmahon says yes it's not gonna happen
1: i think the best way to describe it and to like anybody who's listening who who doesn't understand the whole concept with vince being in charge there and triple h being in charge there the best way to put it and this is why i tell people all the time it's pretend that your dad is the boss and that he brings you into the company to groom you to take his place one day and what happens is you're the vice president of something. And you're trying to make all these changes to make the company bigger and better because you're more in touch with what's happening today opposed to what your dad is used to, where it's more of an old school and, you know, it may not work. Right. And you're trying to get your dad to understand that the new way of the world is how things work. And your dad's like, no, 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 like, you know, big bad, you know, big juiced up. Yeah, Sweat back, guys, back in my four, day seven feet tall. You know, uh, red and yellow, brother. Yeah. Or this is the way yeah, of the land. And uh, <laughs> it's not the way it is anymore. You know, uh, you can have uh, Daniel Bryan as a world heavyweight champion. You can have Ray you know, Mysterio. Ray Mysterio as you know anything you want. You know, it's just a different. AJ Styles could be a world heavyweight champion. You know, you
0: can have Orange Cassidy as a top draw. Ain't that right, Nick?
1: <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. moving on. <laughs> Great gimmick, but come on, man. Ugh, Orange Cassidy. But did you guys hear about um, the biggest release news from WWE that came out? I think yesterday. Yeah, I saw oh. Steve Cutler. Oh, yeah, Steve Cutler, Forgotten Sons, big topic right now. Because did you hear about how he? Why he was released? Yeah. No, it like I didn't it seemed hear like
2: he was given the boot because of COVID.
1: So apparently, he's. I think he's dating Deanna Abrazzo yeah. in real life, and they got COVID no. back in January uh, at a New Year's party, apparently with WWE talent. Hmm. Uh, he got COVID, and apparently it pissed off Vince, and he released him. Mm-hmm. What about <laughs> Drew McIntyre testing positive? Yeah. Coming hmm. back two weeks later.
2: Well, look at the whole list of people in the WWE that tested positive, not just the wrestlers, the backstage people, all
1: these different people. Now think of also about what Cutler went through. I mean, being a part of the Forgotten Sons at NXT, mm-hmm. really, honestly, no pun intended, but being forgotten. Yeah. Finally yeah. bringing them to SmackDown, putting them in line basically to win the tag team titles. Like they were going to be the, the tag team champions. Oh, and yeah. And Jack Riker opens his mouth. And ruins it for everybody, you know. Tweets about all this Trump stuff and la blah blah, blah, blah. and it pissed a lot of fans off. Yeah. And the forgotten sons were literally forgotten forever, you know. Now Riker and they—they they, apparently Riker was going to get released. Like that was just not what they wanted, you know. Like just whatever. Now he's on Raw with Elias, and this guy is over here trying to like you know fight for his career because somebody else messed it up for him, and he gets mm-hmm. released because he gets COVID. Like, yeah. you know how many people in the world got COVID?
0: Like, yeah, I think they're just, I, I, they're just looking for an excuse to put on paper to release them. I don't know.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of what that seems like.
1: I, I, I don't want to like you know say the wrong thing here or anything, but do you think it could be because his girlfriend is a uh, champion for an opposing company?
0: Yeah, huh? I mean,
1: that, that that could petty, be part of petty, it. Penny stuff from WWE. That could be part Adam of it. Cole
0: and, uh, Britt Baker, though, she's one of the top women in the company right now, but I know they're not going to punish Adam Cole because he's the top guy on NXT, more or less. Right.
1: But and, she's not a champion. But here's the thing. Adam Cole's in the same category as Drew McIntyre.
2: Yeah. Adam Cole's kind of untouchable at the moment.
1: So it's uh, there's they pick and choose there and uh mm-hmm. it's all politics.
2: And and there's a long history in the WWE of treating, I guess, outsiders or something considered
1: outside very very poorly. Cutler was like the ultimate superstar because like his character being like the for- forgotten son, uh, you know, a former military uh, you know, com- yeah. veteran. He is a, a military veteran in real oh, yeah. life. Yeah. He yeah. served so, like, this is an authentic character where, like, it will get over regardless of a face or a heel. Like, this yep. could have worked so well, and they just threw it away. And, like, yep. they're missing tag teams right now, so bad move on, know, on,
0: on. I don't know Ryan. why they didn't keep uh, Cutler and, you know, still at least keep him with Blake and make them a run for the tag titles. I think it's only a matter of time before Blake goes. Oh, yeah. He with oh, the yeah, company probably. for a minute, you know, since – Back at uh, him and Murphy were on NXT. You know, they Unless they really put him back with Murphy.
1: Because where's Murphy? Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> I didn't think about it. They ain't done nothing with Murphy lately.
1: Nope. He got Rey Mysterio's daughter and he left. <laughs> Do you blame him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like...
1: <laughs> Despite like the, what, 20-age... 20 year age Gavin, between them. yeah it's at yeah. least
2: he it's at least that much he's
1: 19
0: right.
3: he's
0: in his 30s yeah <laughs> i feel like when you know when paul Heyman was running raw right now you've seen just so many guys come up out of nowhere getting pushed and getting shown you know cedric alexander and apollo cruz you know, they weren't doing anything, weren't even being shown yeah. on TV, really. Paul Heyman starts running it. Now, all these guys Good. come up, you know, then they get rid of him. and Who is it, Bruce Prichard? You know, he comes on and runs <laughs> and has been running it since. Uh, Bruce, Bruce. And then they just kind of fell back off in a way, except for really just Cedric Alexander because Apollo mm-hmm. Cruz. I feel like after this rivalry, he's going to be back sitting on the sidelines. Probably. I hope not. I hope not. I hope I not hope either. You know. But I, I got a feeling that's what it's going to
1: be. You know, Mac has been his, his been his saving grace, and mm-hmm. those promos with Paul Heyman, this guy can be a top heel if they uh if they do it right.
2: Especially because Paul is so good at bringing out the best in people.
1: Yeah,
3: yep.
2: he is he is so good at taking somebody that people probably overlook and making them pay attention.
1: Yep, know- he could be like a Cesaro if you put. If you put – like, imagine you put Heyman with him and yeah. he goes after the Intercontinental Championship. Imagine, like, the series yeah. you have between Big E and Apollo, like, passing the title back and forth. Like, it doesn't matter who has it. He's-
2: and actually, one thing that I actually just thought of with this conversation, Heyman could even make a group of guys like that and run yep. that whole group.
0: Yep. I know, like, for a while, like, they were teasing – an alliance, you know, so between Apollo Crews, Heyman, and Roman Reigns. And I did not see any mention of it this week, really. I wish they would have stuck with it. That could have been awesome. But here's the thing how do we know that's still not
1: happening? True. True. Maybe he just, he's learning from them, and then we're going to see a heel turn. And that's when it comes out where it's like, like Paul Heyman's like, you finally did, you know, you pulled the trigger, you did what you needed to do. Yeah. Like you listen.
0: Yeah. You know, speaking of, you know, possible alliances too, like one that I've been really looking at on AEW is Hangman and Matt Hardy too. You know, like where could that even possibly lead to? You know, when Matt Hardy debuted in AEW,
1: I like jumped for joy. Because I was like, oh, yes, yeah. you know, he's out, of, he's out of WWE. Like he's going to be able to do what he wants to yeah. do. Broken Matt Hardy. Vanguard One comes down, you know, with the drone. And I think that was the last time I even thought about Matt Hardy in AEW. The whole teleporting thing. thing.
2: When he started teleporting, I turned off my TV. (laughs)
1: I'm not even joking. I turned it off and I just walked away. He flip-flopped more than Big Show did heel turns. Yeah. yeah,
2: he has. He's changed gimmicks what, like six times in a year,
1: and it's not. It's you know, and I love Matt Hardy. My yeah. favorite Matt Hardy was version one when he was a cruiserweight champion. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like, like he did all this stuff, and like it was just all great. Yeah. You know, that can it work today? Yeah, no. as I no, I think it can as a heel, like a like a different version of a heel.
2: I was gonna say if he'd modified it, yeah, it, yeah, if
1: he it. modified it like like a modern day of that, mm-hmm. it could possibly work not what he's doing.
0: Uh now, now they're calling no,
1: him. No. I I just I would rather not see him cuz I feel like it's ruining him.
0: And now they're calling him Big Money Matt. <laughs> it
1: is
2: it's just so crazy cuz a guy who has such a good mind for wrestling,
1: yep.
2: It's 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 maddening.
1: <laughs> yeah. At this point, I'd rather see him Behind the scenes, like what he was doing in WWE before they brought him back that last run with the Hardys, uh, yeah, shit. you know, just let him be a producer and let him let him because I, I don't know, I don't know what's gonna work on TV for him.
0: Yeah, honestly, I don't think there's anything really left for him to accomplish. He's not gonna win the AEW World Heavyweight Title like he said he was gonna do. No. <laughs> I don't see him ever winning a tag title in AEW. No.
1: No. I don't think he'll ever win
0: another tag team title without Jeff. No, I don't see that ever happening. I don't think – I don't see Jeff leaving WWE no time soon.
2: Unless he fails a drug and what
0: test. what we saw the Rumble, know.
1: this guy was on a path to success. Like, the whole thing with Sheamus and the drug storyline, I thought oh, that was okay. going to propel him to, like, maybe yeah. – like a, a universal title shot, like put him against Roman, something. No, yeah. he was number five in the World Rumble, was in there for like three minutes and got eliminated first. <laughs> this guy, just, he just dropped off. Mm-hmm. He got smacked over the back too many times with gl- Elias' guitar, and he's like, to me, he's like dead, like, like dead and buried. Like, I just,
0: you know, because yeah. it looked like, too, like during that match or that bar fight or whatever they had between Sheamus and Hardy,
3: yeah.
0: it mm-hmm. looked like for man, they're going to let him be his Willow character. And a lot of people were hoping for that. And I have not seen anything of that since. Yeah, I thought that, like, overall throughout the week, I thought there was a lot of good shows, like, a lot of good matches that came on this week, you know, with the exception of Impact. I I don't ever really see much anything good on there. Uh, It's it's hard (laughs) to watch. They're getting better, though, but. You know what? Will, what do y'all think was the best match y'all saw this week? I have two in mind.
2: And I see I had originally picked the uh, the street fight that um, Alex Hammerstone and Mads Krueger had on MLW this week because that was like the old, the actual like back alley street fights you used to see in like the nineties, right? Yeah, they had one of those old Attitude or Nitro style, you know, street fights, but it. It wasn't very long, and I know they were just doing it to continue their story. But after seeing that Daniel Bryan and Cesaro match this this evening, I might have to go with that one.
0: Yeah, oh, that was probably gotcha. one of the gotcha. best matches I've seen on SmackDown. You know, as for the past couple of weeks, well, they had a match. What was it two weeks ago? Bryan and Cesaro had a match. You know, then they had one this week. Those are the two best matches, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen in a while. I had one match in mind,
1: and then tonight's match, like we just discussed, Dana Bryan and Cesar, that was that was my next choice. I think though, like overall, I might it might have been Edge and Randy Orton from Raw. Yeah. Like that that was my first pick because like the best wrestling match of all time, wherever that was marketed as a backlash. Now we got it ever. on Raw. Excellent yes. match. We had a clean finish. We yeah. had the whole thing with Alexa Bliss, like, whatever she was doing, possessed. Um, you know, and I was like, oh, that's going to be my choice to talk about on your show. And then we have the match with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro tonight. And I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> 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 what do we add a week? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, both of those matches were probably the best matches I saw all week. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are probably saying, like, oh, like, you know, all the matches we just said – are all, you know, crap compared to what AEW put in in their main
3: event.
1: (laughs) Was it really that great of a match? Or is it just like their their six-man match that they had in AEW? You know, sorry, not sorry, but that was kind of like every other match that we've seen. It wasn't anything different than what we normally see from those guys.
2: I think what happens a lot of time, people conflate a moment that might happen around a match with the match.
3: Yeah.
2: Because, like you said, the match was nothing special, but the moment after, Kenta coming out out and attacking Moss. Right.
1: Yeah, That's what everybody was talking about after. They weren't talking about the match. They were talking about Kenta. Exactly. Exactly. Or how damn
0: good Ray Phoenix is. Uh, Ray Phoenix freaking, like, yeah, he really showed off during that match. Like, he did great during that match. I want to see him
1: hold the TNT title. I want to see him... Uh, I want to see him hold the TNT title or Sammy Guevara. Yeah, because those two need to shine like, big time.
2: Yeah, Sammy's such a great heel and wrestler. It's
1: he can be a top he, 80 he face it. if you put him in the position. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. If you allowed it to organically grow, where like the old school ways, you let the you let the heel get the most heat they can possibly get. You just let them get red hot where everybody just absolutely hates them. But then they do one thing that makes everybody's mind change yep. and then they love them. If Sammy could do that, that would be amazing.
0: I almost feel like though that's the way they're going with Sammy.
2: And it
1: could be.
0: Like this I whole like thing. Just- and then they just pulled it back a little bit. Like
3: yeah.
1: It was yeah. a time where like he was facing Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy like was heel for a second, and then he was a face, and then it just I don't know what happened.
2: Well, Attempting, attempted murder on Matt Hardy doesn't help the situation. Uh.
1: You know, Sammy Guevara reminds me of, and I always like to like do comparisons to people. Like I, I always find myself doing that. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Randy Orton and it reminds me of the situation back in 2004 when mm-hmm. Randy Orton gained too much success for evolution and they turned on him. And right. I, can def- I can definitely see that happening with Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. in the inner circle. Like, Sammy right. you know, gains momentum, maybe picks up the TNT title from Darby Allin, turns face, starts getting bigger opportunities, and then Jericho kind of, you know, Judas affects him out of the, uh, out of the group. Right. As I feel and then like- we get Sammy versus Jericho, and now mm-hmm. Sammy is an elevated top main
0: event star. Right. I feel like – I know – He's having a lot of heat now with MJF. And I feel like Jericho is going to have a role in that, not only because they're all in in a circle, but that's because now that's Jericho's tag partner. Right. Which before it was
1: Sammy Gavard. They they were less sex guys or something. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of taking his place as Jericho's, you know, best friend, best buddy. Yeah.
2: Jericho always treated him like, you know, Sammy's little brother.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: you know, and now MJF has taken that spot. So of course, exactly. Sammy's going to be pissed, and yeah. and that, like you said, that opens up a, an opportunity for Sammy to start having, start getting some good wins. Yeah, and yeah. then it, like you said,
0: all right, I feel like that's going to, that's what's going to happen is he's going to make his face turn mm-hmm. you know, during this little thing with MJF. And that's when he's going to start getting more wins. And, yep. you know, and
2: it's going like to be a moment, like you said, Jericho takes him out or Sammy gets pushed to the point where he feels he's got to defend himself against the inner circle, you know, something.
1: Yeah. It's either going to be like uh, the thumbs down with mm-hmm. Triple H yep. taking out Orton or the thumbs down when Batista was like, sorry, guys, I'm out. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's gonna be one of those type of moments. Mm-hmm. Those I think are like the moments that we like I don't know. We value those moments and they're long gone. Yeah. It has been a very long time. Like that act, like that 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 angst and it's like you're excited.
2: hmm I think the closest thing we've gotten recently, I don't know, it's it might be a bit of a stretch, but it's like Evil betraying Nido.
1: Yeah, that's. But then again, that was like a like a big heel moment, you know? Like, right? I'm talking about, and that actually that is probably the closest thing we've had to that. Yeah. Um, but like, if you're talking about, like, I'm talking about like a like a pop moment where, like, right? You're like, doing uh, the opposite. Like the opposite, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, Batista turns face, or like mm-hmm. you know something like that it's just been a long time. I think we're going to get it with AEW and, and, you know, Guevara and Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and also if you think about it too, AEW really needs to start like executing, like making stars. Like they just have everybody bundled and they're just doing the same thing since they started. Like everybody blends together. You have, yeah.
2: you have all these people and it's, and I'm not just saying that because of their wrestling, but even if you were to put them in a lineup, they all look
1: alike too. I was on a, uh, like a wrestling podcast super panel to mm-hmm. discuss everything that happened in 2020 in wrestling in general. And right. I was on maybe with, there was five, five of us on the panel mm-hmm. and all different people that love different companies, you know, WWE, AEW, whatever impact. Yeah. And we were all talking about the top moments of each company, top moments in WWE. Oh, that was people backlash, you know, edge and Randy yeah. Orton. <laughs> 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 there's a lot of people in this world, man. I think there's like seven billion people. So someone's gotta someone's gotta pick it.
2: <laughs> Every once in a while, Impact does do something good. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. um and then when we we were discussing like WWE, like uh you can pinpoint exactly when that match happened. Oh, that was backlash, Randy Orton here. Oh, that was you know elimination chamber, or that was this. Ooh. When we're talking about AEW, no no one on this panel, including myself, could really say their favorite, you could say their favorite, we said our favorite matches from AEW, but we don't yeah. remember when they happened. Right. At what pay-per-view was it yeah. on Dynamite? Yeah. How long ago was it? Because it all just, like you said, it all just blends together and there's no significant moments. Like Sting coming back was probably the most significant moment yeah. they had in yeah. a long time. And and it wasn't even on a pay-per-view. Yeah.
2: The The one match that I remember from AEW and I loved it was, Cody and Gustin from Double. Nothing.
1: Say, that
3: that's
2: was the, my favorite match. That, that's the only one that I can that I can name exactly.
0: because yeah, that was Double or Nothing. Right yeah, when they first started, I think mm-hmm. that
1: was before. It was before AEW. Like, it was the first
2: AEW event, but it, and it was before the TV show. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think that was what I. October. It was April
2: 2019, I believe.
0: Yeah, so it was like, April because the show started it. in October. I don't know, for me, like for this week, I was going a direction with that six-man tag for the you know, best match this week. But another one I thought came really close with it, though, if not better, was the tag team match. On NXT between Thatcher and Champa in the Undisputed era: Colin Strong. I thought that was another that was a, good match.
1: That was a phenomenal match. Uh, I'll be honest;
2: I didn't watch that match because I kind of got bored with NXT after <laughs> Edge
1: went off, and I just kind of zoned out. That was a real wrestling match. Yeah, like, I no. you know I wish they would bring Ciampa up to like Raw or SmackDown and have him let him have him. Have the run he had when he was holding Goldie.
0: Well,
3: see,
0: the only thing with that is he, the only thing with that is you know aside from him having, from him saying he has nearly no interest in going to the main roster. Yeah, you know, he wants to stay on NXT, but mm-hmm. I feel like if he goes to the main roster, he's just on, He's gonna get lost in the shuffle, and he'll be on two hundred five live in a week.
1: Yeah, yeah, more or less. In, and he, that's he not. Is. That's not a knock on him. That's that's no. WWE not paying attention.
2: Yeah. You know, Ch- Chompa's character, you know, kind of like that sort of loose cannon kind of psycho type guy. is perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Be- and he, he does it so well. You know, it, you look at him, you think, okay, this guy might be a little off,
1: you know, <laughs> let me tell you, let me ask you a question. If there was a paper, a WWE pay-per-view and the, the headlining match was the WWE championship match between Tommaso Champa challenging Randy Orton. You're going to tell me that's not going to get buys? Oh, Oh, no, I'm going to
0: watch that. That's going to get a lot of buzz.
2: The psychology alone in that match would be so far ahead and way beyond what anybody else does right now. It's insane. What about
1: a WrestleMania match between Tommaso Ciampa and Triple H? Uh, That would be great, too. (laughs) This guy can do it. The problem is WWE booking. Yeah,
0: they're not going to let him do it. Because he's Triple H's guy.
1: Yeah. He's Triple H's guy. Triple H compares. He he, he said so many times. You know he compares uh, he compares Chapa to himself, and he compares Gargano to
0: Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Those are their guys. Yeah. And I feel like Champa, though, he's going pretty much stay like Johnny Gargano is now, yeah. and more or less be a face of NXT. Yeah. I feel like that's just honestly. Crazy. I would love to see Gargano
1: on on like SmackDown with Candice LeRae and the whole thing they're doing with the way move it over to SmackDown. It would be, it would do so well. Problem is, there's so many people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's yeah. So many yeah. people. And like, look how great it worked out for Finn Balor. Like, they moved him to NXT. Like, mm-hmm. you can, you're saying it's the third brand, but then you say you move them down or back. But, like, the term but he gave
2: that show a major boost. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. I said for a long time before Cesaro was anywhere he is now I said why not put Cesaro back over there? Mhm. You know what you know what would happen? So, so that would be he'd be the main guy.
2: Yeah. Wait, well, and you remember in the early years of NXT when Cesaro was already on Raw but he came back and had that feud with Sami and Zayn, Zayn and that's and that's what helped get NXT
3: over.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of talent that could benefit from going back NXT. Honestly, I wouldn't even mind Shinsuke going back over there. No, not at I mean, all.
0: I look how Tyler Breeze and Fandango, they benefited in a sense from going back to NXT. Mm. Uh,
2: well, and Tyler Breeze gets to say one thing that nobody else in WWE right now gets to say and is that he had a pay per view match with Juice and Liger. A lot almost everybody in WWE you can't say that against Yeah. So and it was a good match. I thought it could have been longer, but it was good.
1: <laughs> that was the opening match, right? I think it was for the –
2: Yeah. I think they wrestled like nine minutes, ten minutes, and, yeah, it was – what was it, TakeOver? The first TakeOver in New York.
1: Yeah. So. And you know what's so great about NXT? Like – and we even saw it tonight. Like, you don't have to have a long match, but as long as you give a good match, yeah. all the fans want. Give them mm-hmm. quality. Not about the quantity, it's about quality.
2: And, and that's one of my issues with AEW. You turn on AEW, every match is a fifteen, twenty minute back and forth. We gotta trade every every big move we have, you know, flip, all that. Flips
1: here, flips there, everyone's flipping.
2: Yeah. You know, somebody's doing a double, you know, double gainer over the top rope. <laughs> you, yep. you know, you you just it, it there's literally like
0: just bodies flying <laughs> everywhere at all times. So If there was, like, one person or team, you know, a lot of people got called up to the main roster from NXT. If there was one person or team, you know, that fell off to the wayside after their call-up, there was one that you could, you know, still have pushed today and see get a big push, who would it be? EC3. First one is Juice Robinson.
1: Oh, they dropped the ball hard on him. He was in NXT? Yeah. NXT. And he actually uh he wrestled Kevin Owens in his debut.
0: Mm-hmm. How do I not remember that?
1: On, on NXT. My second choice would be Chad Gable. Yeah. Yeah. The guy the guy's money. The guy's money. He is and, and I've and I've I've been on quote I've quote I've been on quote saying this a, plenty of times. He is Daniel Bryan. Crispin Wah and Kurt Angle all mix into one. The guy can be just like those guys. They don't You vote. know
2: who Chad Gable reminds me of that he could kind of be this generation's version of is kind of like a Chris Candido. Yeah. That's another yeah. You know, a guy that can wrestle his ass off and face anybody and make anybody look great doesn't necessarily have to win every match because everybody's yep. still
1: going to love him. You're yeah. going to tell me right now if if you didn't if you turn Chad Gable heel Right, and you put him in a program with with Rey Mysterio for the mm-hmm. Intercontinental Championship. You're not going to get Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero vibes. You're not going to think oh. that's a big match. Easily, easily yeah. get that. Chad Gable can do it. The problem is, is, that his promo skills aren't that great, and that's why he's not there. Same thing with Cesaro. It's it's yeah. it's the whole, it's the full presentation, and you know, mm. I, I, we're in a gener- we're in an era now of wrestling where you don't need to have the best promo skills. Because there's social media, and you can go tweet yeah. your ass off all day long, and get yourself over.
0: Like, yeah. look at Brock Lesnar. He doesn't tweet, and he doesn't have any promo skills, but he still gets over. Well, I mean, well, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, the guy
1: is Brock uh,
2: Lesnar is a unique, <laughs> is, a, is an anomaly in that because Brock Lesnar is a legit badass. We all know that in real yeah. life, he could wreck anybody he wanted to at any time. Uh-huh. Yes. So people will pay money to watch
1: someone like that. He, he's the box office attraction. He is mm-hmm. uh, he's the John Cena, the rock, the Undertaker. Like, yeah. have, y'all, have, he, any, he
0: y'all, have y'all ever seen Brock Lesnar live? Yes.
2: I unfortunately no, I have not in person, but All right. uh, where have, did you
1: see him at? I was it was in South Florida where I used to live. Uh, it was in 2003, I went to a house show,
0: and
1: Ooh. he wrestled, I think it was him and Big Show versus uh-huh. oh. Kurt, Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. and I think, no, I think it was a triple threat match. It was in the summer of 2003,
3: Yeah.
1: so it was Big Show versus Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle was the WWE champion at the time, okay. versus Brock okay. Lesnar. And they were doing the triple threat, which I think actually happened at Vengeance mm-hmm. that year. Uh for the title or actually no, when it might have been around that time, but it was a triple threat between those guys and they were like prepping for the pay-per-views. Yeah, they yeah. were working a
2: house show with the match.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh it was a three of them. And I remember I sat front row uh, oh, with my sister right. and my dad, and it was a house show, so the tickets were like twenty five dollars, I think, thirty dollars. Yeah and uh a train came out i don't know if you guys remember a train I, oh, yeah. oh, I mean yeah. uh or should i say uh ice tea or whatever he was Prince albert sweet tea sweet tea uh, tensai whatever a yeah, <laughs> train <laughs> bernard albert yeah. uh he came out and threw this and and threw the stairs and it actually hit our guardrail and like moved us back <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's not a wrestling fan, but if you ask her about wrestling, that's the one thing she remembers. The big hairy sweaty I... guy who stares at us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I was actually in the Richmond Coliseum in 98 when Mick Foley and Terry Funk had a hardcore <laughs> match in the wow. uh, No blood, surprisingly,
1: but. <laughs> <laughs> As you know.
0: <laughs> the first time, yeah. I think it was the only time I've right. seen Brock Lesnar. first and only time I've seen Brock Lesnar was in the Richmond Coliseum. I don't remember. I don't think he had a match on him, but all I remember was him putting Mark okay. Henry through the barricade. Like He was somehow Sounds involved about- with Mark Henry and put him through a barricade. I don't remember what the reason mm-hmm. was behind that.
2: Well, that had to have been like, what, 03, 04, something like no, that? It was- no, this
0: I, I think I remember that. I think that yeah. was on Raw. It was on a Raw, yeah, because I, right. uh, I didn't start. I think when I started going to events was after 2012 because you know, I got that military discount, so I started using that to go. Let me tell you, I think I remember exactly when that was, and
1: I think that was the build. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I tend to be a WWE encyclopedia here. It might be the build to Brock Lesnar versus Big Show at the Royal Rumble. And they put him in line against uh, Mark Henry on Raw, and he destroyed him. And he gave him like an F5 out of the ring, and he flopped like a fish, put yeah. him through the barricade. So it might have been that one. I think it might have been. He, they were building him towards Big Show for the WWE title at uh, mm-hmm. the Raw Rumble. I think it was the 14 or 15.
2: Was this around the time he did like that Beast in the East special and
1: stuff? No, it was before that. It might have been right. Yeah, it might have been right around when there. And they did the, the special Japan show. He was the, he was the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he wrestled, uh, it might have even been, f- no, because I think 15 was the year he wrestled Seth and Cena. So it might have been 14, 13. I don't know. Something like that. One of the it, years. Had <laughs> it had to have been 13. It had to have been 13. When did, when did CM Punk wrestle rock? That was 12, right? That was 11, wasn't it? I think it was 11. That was 11 or 12.
0: One of the yeah. two. So it must have been 13. I think it was. The, the year was 2013, I believe. Yeah. Like I said, it was after I came out of basic and finished all my training and everything and came back home. So I think that's when it was. And I, like I Earlier I was asking about the NXT call-ups and all. One thing, I, I do want to say something about that real quick, too. One team that I wish that they would have kept and actually did something with, the Ascension. Mm-hmm. So they, that would have been nice. So that's <laughs> well, one team, like, ever since I've seen them in NXT, I was an instant fan of them.
2: Yeah. Well, they decided to roll the Road Warriors, the Powers of Pain, and Demolition all into one,
1: and that was what the Ascension was when they brought them up. Was there a more dominant NXT champion like in history? Weren't they champions for over a year? Yeah, then they were like undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They were wrecking everybody.
0: Yeah, then they called them to the main roster, had them undefeated for about a month or two, or if that, and then that was it. Yeah, then they were buried by DX and all that. And mm-hmm.
1: the problem the problem with their characters. Uh, it wasn't their characters. They were great characters. The problem is pro wrestling yeah. just was so modern at the time. And mm-hmm. with the internet and everything, it's kind of like, how do you get a how do you get a guy, how do you get a team with face paint and they pretend they're from some other place over and make people think it's real?
2: Yeah, coming out that- wearing shoulder pads and, you yeah, know.
1: Like, and- you know, if you have a, a, a team like the Authors of Pain, where, like, mm-hmm. they're big badasses and they come out and, you know, whoop you. That's believable, but you have the, the you have the ascension, you know face paint, and they're from wherever they're from. It's like, would it's, would
2: they bill them as they're from the wasteland or something? Yeah, like, yeah,
1: like they were from like a different place and all this stuff. Yeah, and they were they're supposed to be
2: otherworldly. Oh,
1: yeah, it doesn't get over. I it, mean, it, it doesn't work. But then again, you you have like a like a fiend character or Bray Wyatt, which. People know it's fake, but it's just too close to a horror movie where the ascension wasn't. Yeah, right. It was a, it was a classic wrestling heel, like, like you said, like LOD and, and and demolition and other like at the time was believable, but with social media, right. it ruined
0: it. Kayfabe was yeah. dead. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the fiend, Nick, when do you think the fiend's coming back? Hopefully, never. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because. When you cremate somebody on live TV, that about does it,
0: doesn't it? (laughs) Now, I thought for sure he was going to come back at the Royal Rumble. Now I was almost (laughs) certain. That's when he (laughs) was Someone asked me
1: tonight while while I was tweeting about SmackDown, like, oh, who's Randy going to face at WrestleMania? Is that Alexa Bliss?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my first thing I want to say is I have to thank Rhea Ripley profusely for tossing out Alexa bliss and saving us all from a, whatever that was going (laughs) to be.
1: Listen, I, let me tell you, I'm usually not a fan of those type of gimmicks. Yeah. She does it so well, man. I get like, like I get creeped out. I'm like, this is not like, is it, it's acting, but it's like, this is like way above like what they probably asked her to do. Like she is really good at doing that.
0: Like other, other than when she first brought that playground set, on the Raw, This past we, Monday was probably the only other time I was like what the fuck just happened?
1: The <laughs> only problem that they're going to have with that is that when we do go back to live shows, she can't just switch characters. Nah, no. Those are tape segments. You know, yeah. like you're not going to have that when there's people sitting in the audience which you're going to like
0: change or have an out- like So how does when you're watching it on the Thunderdome, right? Yeah. How does it like does it share the same way on a Thunderdome or does it same look- thing. the same, same
1: thing the only difference is when you're watching Raw or SmackDown you don't get the commercial breaks so you, they wrestle throughout the commercial breaks gotcha. with no commentary
0: Gotcha okay same okay. thing pretty much so
1: nothing okay. stops Okay you just you just you, there's no commentary during the, the the commercial breaks and it's just like it's weird cuz you hear the sounds of of the of the, ch- the fans in the Thunderdome and there's no commentary mm-hmm. You're just watching wrestling Hmm
2: which sometimes is nice.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, back to what you were saying about The Fiend coming back, yeah. I think he's going to return at WrestleMania. You think they're going the to makes- hold him off all the way to WrestleMania? I think we're going to see a new version of The Fiend now that he's been uh, put on fire and... and- <laughs> You know all the things that happened to him. This guy's been through a lot, man. Well, let's <laughs> he's see. had a in rough life. In cell, but...
2: <laughs> well, look, at hell in the cell, he was bludgeoned to death with a toolbox.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he got you got six hundred curb stomps. Wasn't he drowned um, in the swamp? He was drowned in the swamp by Braun Strowman. Yeah, and then uh, he
2: was cremated on live TV, and. If he comes back in any capacity, I might just have to quit wrestling altogether. Look, he just wants to – look, he's
0: had a hard life. He, <laughs> he just, just wants to
1: wrestle. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> Let me tell you. If he comes back and, you know, as the fiend, but a more, like, horrific version where, like, half of his mask is burned and it's, like, almost like like a Kane-esque character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he comes back sadistic. Because I said back, like, back when he was doing the whole thing with Randy, like, you want to get him over as the the biggest like evil person in WWE, well you got to put him against the most right. evil sadistic person in WWE, and that's Randy Orton. Yeah. If The Fiend comes back what? from what he went through, he he sadistic. is the most sadistic person in WWE today. So what? that's what they were going for.
3: Hmm.
1: And he's going to come back and he's going to come back more sadistic and evil right. as ever. Um maybe with a different, you know, f- you know, look. Maybe his his dreads are gone because you know he was balding pretty bad. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's other there's other things you can do to him to make him, to make him like like scary. Right. You know,
0: what somebody told me today. You no, know, we was over we playing this like two K twenty. No, and all his greatness, you know. <laughs> we playing two. I, I know what you're talking about.
1: Wait, it 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 it. You mean two twenty? <laughs> That how that's how it felt like playing.
2: Uh, he's talking about a comment I made the other night.
1: <laughs>
0: that game had more glitches than Jericho's 2012 return. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody told me today that, I'm not going to say any names, but Nick knows who I'm talking about. Uh, I run this online league for 2K20, and I got a bunch of us in it. Mm. But somebody made a comment today that, They want to see the Fiend come back with face paint. I was like, (laughs) no. There's no way you can go from having this... There's no way they would do that character justice at all. So you can't go from having this badass mask to coming back with face paint. You're downgrading at that point. Um, Face paint. Yeah, that's like that's what I told. Him. I was well, like, no, no, no face paint.
1: If you want to so, bring the fiend back with no mask, but make him look like he was burned, so maybe put like like black ash kind of on his face, that could possibly work. But then it's all wear off
0: through the match.
1: The, the whole point mean. is is kind of like what happened to Kane. Like, there's a mask on for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and fine. now he's been burned alive. I mean, it. He should keep a mask on.
2: Yeah. Well, what if he did this? You know, you're talk, talking about making him look more evil, like sadistic. And what if, you know, they could bring him back this way? They could have him, like, bandaged up or have some form of his mask and maybe parts that are gone of the mask, you see bandages or you see something, you know, something here's, to indicate that he's, he's damaged
1: from what happened. Here's the problem with that. Randy Orton was... uh um, put on fire as well, like two or three weeks ago by Alexa Bliss. Had a fireball in the face. Yeah, and, he did. Get- and he uh, he looked perfect to me at the Royal Rumble.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did catch a Hadouk into the face. I forgot about that.
1: Oh, no, no Ben. Band- he had he was in a mask for like one week. And he, he had, had like,
2: him. when he
1: came back, his face was
2: like slightly pink. and
1: <laughs> Yeah, then he was in perfect condition. New haircut and all. So, And, and speaking of, you're talking <laughs> about Randy the Rumble. Wood. Or you're talking about
2: Randy Orton being sadistic? Why hasn't he punted four foot ten Alexa Bliss <laughs> over the railing yet?
1: You know, imagine that happens, and like he like he he punts her yeah. to the point where the fiend comes out of her, and that's when he, he returns. Because like you look at all those things that he I know it sounds it sounds freaking. I, nice. I get what I get what, you I say get what you're saying. Those, yeah those little segments where she's like, "Let me in," and it's the fiend's yeah. voice, where like yeah. he's possessed in her. Imagine he mm. kicks her so hard he appears. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, she's Alexa Bliss again? <laughs>
2: the, the way you said it, though, just gave gave me a great visual. Just Orton kicks her, then like she just like rips apart, and here's the theme.
1: <laughs> 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 Boom.
2: Yeah, like she literally just like explodes into the
1: theme. <laughs> Listen, there's no live crowd. She can explode. <laughs> he was going well, That's fire. true. There's
3: no live crowd. He they could do like whatever Ed they Ed want. Yeah,
2: you know he could he could turn into biker doink. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> anything's possible.
2: With anything's no possible yeah.
0: now with COVID uh, season coming around you know, and there's no live crowds. Yeah, so. yeah. I
2: mean Matt, Matt Hardy's teleported. We've had, you know, <laughs> we've had all kind of stuff happen.
0: <laughs> hey, Nick, we're still waiting for that yeah. magma and brimstone match.
2: Oh, yeah, that was my idea after the whole thing, is that now that Alexa's trying to feud with Orton, they just should have a match with the ring surrounded by lava, and it's to the <laughs> finish, whoever.
1: <laughs> I mean, any like we just said, anything is possible. Yeah. Well, you know, I know next that.
2: thing, we're going to have a cast and a moat, and you know... And
1: <laughs> Listen, Ray- Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania, there's a pirate ship there. You can do some stuff with that.
2: I know, that worries. He's diving board
1: somewhere. <laughs> I know we've I didn't been to see, see Kevin Owens do something off it, like he's promised.
0: <laughs> there was one match I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was on Raw. They were talking about Kevin Owens running up and jumping off. It was one of the Raw sets.
2: Oh, when he did his little backflip off
1: the wall. Yeah, do y'all remember what match that was? I don't remember. I just remember. it was a it was a tag team match. I think and yeah. it was against Samoa Joe and. Somebody else, yeah. But that was probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, somebody just reminded—I just saw that on a post the other day. Somebody reminded me of it. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot all about that." Hey, don't
2: don't under- don't underestimate us fat boys. We can do some stuff now.
0: <laughs> As I know, we've been going at this for a while, guys. So I'm gonna try and wrap this up. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this for a little over an hour now. <laughs> hey, oh. it's been a fun talk though. Do what? That it
2: it's been a fun talk. Oh, man.
1: yeah, it definitely has. Um, I always find myself in a position where I, when I'm talking and wrestling with people, they're like, oh, we'll keep it like 15 to 30 minutes and it's two hours later.
0: You know, it's funny because that's what we had said when we had start, before we did this. Me and Nick said, we're going to yeah. keep it at about 45 minutes or so. And what are yeah. we at now? <laughs> we're actually coming up
2: on two hours.
0: Good God. <laughs> <laughs> we had a fun time editing this. <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> did have a whole lot to do. It's been fairly good.
0: So. Oh yeah, but like from all the you know wrestling we saw this week, you know there was a lot of spots and some batches this week, right? One of the spots that I saw this week, the top spots that stood out to me, mm-hmm. it was on AEW, and that was that Roland cutter by Phoenix. Yeah, y'all remember? Y- y'all see that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think i trying to remember where he was. I think he was on the apron. He, like, jumps into the ring, rolls and hits a backwards cutter on yeah. Vega or Anderson 1. Um, I thought – honestly, I thought it was Anderson. That's what I think. I don't it, remember. It was one of them two. You know, but then, you know, the botch comes – my botch for the week comes right after that match, and I was – I don't know if it was just me or if you all seen what I'm talking about, but that GTS – that Kenta hit on Moxley, I thought yeah. that, in my opinion, looked a little botched.
2: Yeah. I think with that, it was just more or less because Moxley is a lot taller than Kenta. Yeah. They just didn't adjust for Kenta bringing his knee up and Mox landing because you could tell Mox was kind of sur- – he almost looked surprised that he landed
1: before he got hit. <laughs> yeah. The cell, the cell was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the cell, the cell was, was- – very uh Dwayne Johnson esque. Oh yeah, he sold it.
2: He sold it like, you know, money, but you could tell there was like a split second they were like yeah. looking at each other like uh oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Joey, what was your like if you had to pick a spot and a botch that stood out from this week, or if there was any at all, like what would you pick?
1: Um, it's probably the one that we just said with Kenta and Moxley. Just because, like, that was supposed to be a very significant moment of the show, and like th- to the future of what's going to be happening with you know that whole AEW Impact story, or now involving New Japan. Yeah. So that kind of was, you know, that was it for me. But then, mm-hmm. like, what you said at the beginning of your show, like Bianca Belair's feet
0: touching the ground, like, may- is that a bigger botch? Yeah. But like, my question is though, too. I said since I won't watch in the Rumble. Now I've heard different different people mention this, did she go over the top rope or did she go through the middle? I could have swore she went over the top
1: rope. Um but then again, you have the to thing too like seeing a picture like that and then watching it live, she may have not touched the floor, but the picture looks like she did. Yeah. You know,
2: because uh you know, I I watched it live and I don't remember Same. that happened Same for me. And I don't even remember one of if they both went over the top or one went through the middle and one I don't remember how they got to that point. Yeah. But from what I saw, it looked like both had one foot touch and then they got back in.
1: Yes. That's what I that's what I saw too. Yeah. And I think they both went over the top, like to make it seem like, oh, one of them's going over. And they just you know, her feet could have been dangling and it looks like like a picture that they touched. I I...
2: and also, she's wearing black boots, and it's a black mat, you know.
0: Yeah. That's true, too.
1: So, if you're asking me, that's probably the biggest botch, if it actually did happen. But other than that, Kenta and Mox.
2: Yeah.
0: Nick, what about you, man?
2: Well, my spot, I don't know if this really counts as a spot, you know. But I, And I don't know, if Joey, if you saw this or not either. But the promo that Brian Johnson cut on Ring of Honor this week, that fired-up heel promo he cut was just fantastic. I didn't catch it, unfortunately. About how, um, Well, he was talking about Dan Housen, how that hashtag Dan Housen thing got him a contract and how he he lost to Dan Housen at final battle.
3: Yeah.
2: I did see the um, Dan Housen stuff
1: on Twitter. I did see that.
2: He just cut a completely scathing heel promo. Talk. He basically said, what, How did he word it, Marcus?" He said, "The fat asses sitting on their parents' uh, couch started a hashtag and got this guy a job." And
0: mm-hmm. you know, he yeah, was just going, basically,
2: and he was just going off, you know, about how I've spent my entire life doing this, and I finally get somewhere where I can get some recognition, and this guy gets
0: yeah, a job gets from a, a freaking copy. hashtag. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Listen, if you look back to when to see like Dan Housen, Mm -hmm,
3: uh,
1: I think beginning of 2020, right when the pandemic hit, busted open. I don't know if you guys listen to that show. It's the show Dave LaGuardia does with Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer and Mark Henry. Yeah. uh, They put out a uh, like a a tweet and they do a segment like to get yourself over. And a Mm lot of people they they had like, oh, tag your favorite up and coming wrestler and we'll have him on the show and get himself over. And Dan Housen Mm -hmm. went on there. And, you know, since then has been a has been like, look where he is now. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so a hashtag does work. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no,
2: I'm not no, a fan. No. I don't get it. But yeah, it's I don't have to like everything. I don't have to get it. <laughs> if it's not for me, then I'm on to the next thing and I'm done with it. <laughs> You're a very rare wrestling fan. <laughs> What's that?
1: You are a very rare wrestling fan. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Marcus has found that out since we started doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you, I don't, don't you don't complain like the rest of the Twitter warriors. I don't like I it. It sucks. Ah. I, mean,
2: I might fuss about it on here, but then once I'm done, I don't bring it up. I'm just on to the next.
1: <laughs> it's a show. And at, at the end of the day, it's a show. And it's,
0: <laughs> you yeah. know, it's yeah. entertaining. You don't have to like everything. No. Oh. What was your botch from the week, Nick? What did you think? I mean, I, I was
2: mostly in agreement with y'all on the Kenta thing. I've heard other people say, actually, that there was other angles that people took pictures of where it actually looked um, like it was supposed to. I haven't seen those, so I don't know. Kind of like uh, Karate Man and that supposed um, different version of the Vicious On YouTube.
0: Yeah. So... Well, it was funny that you brought up busted open and Mark Henry because you know, that was something else I meant to ask. Yeah, I told you guys, bags. I'm looking at the outline and totally slipped my mind. The whole thing with Ryback and Mark Henry, and that whole uh, slander lawsuit Mark Henry uh, that Ryback wants to take on Henry. What's y'all's take on that? Oh man, on what we've heard so far. I. uh I interviewed
1: Ryback a few weeks ago. Yeah, an yeah. Ago. Um, and I asked him, and I and I asked him a lot about WWE days and things like that. And he actually mentioned Mark Henry in a positive way. This was before everything happened with with Mark Henry. Yeah, um, and he he had he liked Mark, like mm-hmm. he 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 was he wasn't like bitter as to what people are seeing today. It was more of like. He He's happy he had his time there. There's people in the company he doesn't like, and he makes it very vocal. But yeah. he focuses on you know getting back in the ring and hopefully getting to AEW or somewhere. But from what they said that he said, I don't know if that's necessarily true or if it was meant the way that he said it. I don't think that Ryback is a bad guy. Um, he's the big guy. He's not the bad guy.
3: Um, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's Razor Ramon's thing. Um, yeah. I just I think it got you know taken out of context and out of hand at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Henry destroying him on busted open I don't think was necessary. Could have just called him up and handled it like you know grown men. Yeah. Instead he used it for ratings on a show. Yeah,
2: which is very surprising for someone like Mark Henry to do.
1: Yeah, like if you have a problem with somebody, don't air it out on on a radio station. Yeah, call him yeah. up like. Yeah. You're professionals. Yeah,
2: especially considering where Mark came from, where if you didn't take it up with the person you had a problem with and you did something like he did, that, that was a good way to get you you know, blackballed, kicked out,
0: whatever. Yeah. As I know, like, Ryback had even said on another article I read that he felt like WWE had put Mark Henry up to that. Yeah. It could be also because, you know, like, right when it
1: was around the time I did the interview with him, yeah, it was a lot of things started coming up that, like, yeah. right back, WWE, this, that, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, it was and, about yeah. a week after that. That's when
2: all that came up, I think, when you did that episode with him. It was like a week later, everything yeah. starts
1: coming up. And I was praying, I was praying to God that it wasn't from something that he said show <laughs> i was because like, uh, i was like wait where did it come from because like nobody really talked about Ryback before yeah down, and i was like
2: down that road before too i got a little worried one time <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh you know it just it just happened like that and you know i think the at this point Ryback the only way he can defend himself is through lawsuits because uh and even he even talked about it on my show he won his lawsuit against wwe to have his name and have his trademarks. You know, they were like, they were trying to tell him like, if you don't sign, like, Oh, if you sign this new contract, you're going to become WWE champion. And Uh he said, no. Then he's, they said, okay, well now if you sign, you're going to get the U S title, you know? So like they messed with him a lot. And the only way he can defend himself against Vince McMahon or, or a billion dollar company is through a lawsuit. Right. Yeah. But ultimately, what he wants is just to have. He wants just to do what he loves to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and just you know do it like how everybody else does it. I don't know why this guy gets so many like so many attacks. Yeah, is he very vocal? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Does I do I think that he's asking for a lot of the stuff that he gets. Yes, um, but it goes to it goes to a limit. You know.
0: Yeah. It was like. That whole time in Ryback, even since he debuted on SmackDown, like he was an instant attraction for me. You know, then having him in that program with Cena, where it looked like he was going to win the title. And they pulled that out from under him. He should have. Like, I totally. There was one point he was the top babyface in the company. There was one point he was the top babyface in the company, Uh one point he
1: was the top heel in the company.
2: Yeah. When he was running those matches with Cena, he was getting a bigger reaction than Cena was. Yeah, yeah. yes, he was. Yeah, and was. then that
0: look he had, like when he would come out with the leather leather vest and the Scully, and you know, it was like it had the look of a badass champion. He was a simple guy who just was just he came to fight. Yeah, yeah. And that was something I was really hoping to see was him win the big title, and that that fell
2: through. Well, and. In- and one thing that hurt him, and again, the thing with fans, is you had all these assholes that are sitting there just wanting to chant Goldberg and all this crap while he's wrestling on TV. Yeah. You know That does not help at all because people who don't know who he is, they're going to pay attention to that. They're going to pay
1: attention to that crowd reaction. They're going to go with what that is. And, and on, my, on my show, I asked him about that. I brought that up. Mm-hmm. Like when he first debuted, it was Goldberg chants the whole time,
2: and, and he started that-
1: almost a year. It was it, it seemed yeah. like, and I, I asked him. I said, is this, Did you think that that was going to like ruin you?" And his reaction to what happened with the Goldberg chant is when mm-hmm. Feed Me More was created, and instantly Goldberg things the chant was dropped, and it became Feed Me More. Yeah. That's where Feed Me More came from to get rid of that Goldberg chant.
3: Oh,
2: huh. it worked. I mean, let's be honest. When he was in that corner setting up that clothesline, every, everybody chanted it. Everybody
1: in that arena was saying, feed me more. Yeah, that was he – was, he, was, he was toe-to-toe in merchandise sales with John Cena. Yeah. I believe it. I, I
2: believe it because there for a while he was getting the bigger and better reaction.
1: And if, and if you see his stuff today, everything says, feed me more, because mm-hmm. he owns that trademark.
0: Right. You no, know, the rumor was him going to AEW, and then that got shut down this past week. Oh, did it? Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember where I read it from. I read it from another source. They said AEW had no interest in signing him. Hmm. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. That could be just
1: them trying to keep it under, under wraps.
2: Well, yeah. one thing I've noticed with AEW, it seems like certain people – um just have no chance of ever working there. And then others get there solely because they know the right person. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's something I've noticed.
0: No, I think if Ryback goes to AEW, he's on thrive.
1: There's, there's two places where I can see him ending up. It's either new Japan or AEW.
2: But do you think he would fit with that? With the new Japan style? No,
1: he's more of an entertainer. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't
2: have the background for a new Japan, you know, a a collegiate wrestling or some kind of sport, something like that, which a lot of those guys have.
1: Yeah, you know how you make him. You know how you get AEW to be interested in him. You say, okay, well, we have no one on this roster that can go toe to toe with Team Taz, which is uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks. Yep. These big-ass dudes. Who's that other guy that's on Taz's team now? Yeah. There's no one to go against them. Oh, look. Out comes Ryback for that save. The little kid, that's actually uh, – that's Taz's son. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Who was training with Cody, and then they took him back to uh, to Taz's yeah, team. Right. To play <laughs> the field. But, uh, you know, out, come Ry- out comes Ryback for that save. You're mm-hmm. going to tell me there's no interest there? Feed me more chance throughout? Yeah. Ryback right back coming to the save for like Darby Allen.
0: That'd be a good way to bring him in.
1: Yeah, yeah, that could work.
0: That'd be a real good way to bring him in. But we'll see. Yeah, you know, like I said they always say never say never, and you know, professional wrestling. So a lot of people are yep. still hoping for a CM Punk WWE return. I'm hoping for a Ryback AEW debut. <laughs>
2: If Ric Flair and Buddy Rogers both can end up in WWE, anything's
1: possible. If Hulk so. Hogan could be on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown within weeks, yeah, <laughs> in, in 2021, <laughs> yeah, anything is possible.
2: Well, also, the fact that you know, another thing we can throw there with Hogan, the fact that he's the first ever IWGP champion, that's with nothing, we would throw in that list. Yeah. If Hogan can win that belt from that company, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, now we got to the last segment of the show. You know, it's our classic matches of the week. You know, the way me and Nick usually do is we pick mm-hmm. one random match that we thought stood out from the time that you know, we've been watching wrestling and discuss like why it stood out to us. Like this week, I chose, you know, the R Truth versus Cena match for the WWE title from Capital Punishment. You know, that was that'd probably be the only time we ever seen Truth get a push like that.
2: In WWE, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, that match was a great match, you know, it really showcased R Truth as a performer. Our R Truth is somebody who is severely
1: underrated. They're just terribly underrated the only one to defeat rick flair's uh title record yeah <laughs> is the 450 595 south you know european iwgp jr middleweight whatever 595, whatever you want to call it champion
2: but, I mean, it, well, and he was an NWA champion. He, you know,
0: he... Let you <laughs> say he was, the, he was the first black NWA champion, right? I believe he was. I think he was. Yeah. Um,
2: Ron Simmons was the first black world champion, period. Yes. But yeah. that was just after the NWA changeover to WCW. Yep. Um, but if I, if I remember right, Truth is the first black NWA champion.
0: Now, what year was that that he won that NWA? Tournament? Oh, that was
2: like 2003, something oh. like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was early early
2: 2000s. Because he beat Ken Shamrock for it. Was, uh, DNA, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I just saw where Shamrock was on Impact this past week, too. They were talking about his suspension, where he got suspended for well, – Another steroid violation. <laughs> He's famous for that. He has
2: whooped everybody's ass. Yeah,
1: <laughs> even even his partner Sammy Callahan.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, Sammy probably earned that ass whooping
1: for something backstage. So <laughs> I had uh, I had Shamrock on my show really two months ago, I think. Yeah, really? that was the first oh, time I seen yeah. your show. And let me wow. tell you, that is he is the most down to earth guy yeah. you're going to come across, and he's so mm-hmm. good hearted too. Like he talked a lot about. Like what he's doing now, like to help uh, children and different things that mm-hmm. he does, and it's just like, yeah, not what you see on TV.
3: Yeah, well,
1: I think that's the it, best thing about pro wrestling is that, like, you can play this guy on TV, but you're complete opposite in in person.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I like both, well,
0: so what? Might as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick, what is what, what was your ma uh, classic match of the week? Well, my pick was.
2: This is going. This is going way back. Well, for now it is, but this is Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask from uh, it was a WWF match, uh show at Madison Square Garden in 1982. Uh, Marcus, have you watched this yet? Or
1: I have not yet.
2: I okay. have not yet. Uh, Joey, have you seen this match before or I've any seen, of their
1: matches? I've seen I've seen this match before. Um, I can't recollect like much from it, but I've definitely seen it before. With one thing about these guys
2: is, um, you know they're way ahead of their time you know they're they're doing stuff in 1982 that you would see in a run-of-the-mill match now you know uh tiger mask i think was the first guy i can remember at in that you know going back in time to run up the ring post and do a backflip off the top you know huh. and then you had dynamite with you know the flying headbutt and you know all the technical wrestling he could do, and if you ever watch Dynamite Kid, you'd think you're watching Chris Benoit because that was his idol, and they re- he wrestles almost identical to him. Oh wow! So with this match, you just see a lot of um because at that time, 1982 in WWF, you know it was what you had Sergeant Slaughter, Pat Patterson, but it was still in that transition of the old school style guys to what. WWF would be known for with like the Hogan's and stuff. And this match kind of came in the middle of that, but showed something totally different than what everybody else was doing.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to check that match i out probably after we finish this. And when well, no, I'm going to try to check that while I'm doing the editing. So yeah. Anything with dynamite kid was, uh, Joey, I know you, you were talking about a classic match earlier. You wanted to pick out a, what was that match? Uh, the classic match, um, See, I have I have
1: all different matches to pick. But it's really hard to pick, <laughs> but I think just the most appropriate one to discuss um, is a match that, as of this day we're recording this, there. Uh, what was it? 30, Thirty, thirty-three, thirty-three years, thirty-three years ago. ago main event: uh, Andre the Giant, the rematch from I think it was rematch from Mania. Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> on SmackDown tonight, thirty-three years ago. Um, Andre the Giant, the greatest you know giant to ever yeah. to ever do like you know perform. Um, I think that's a match that we need to you know at least acknowledge now that you know being thirty three years exact.
3: Yeah. But if
1: you're gonna ask me like a classic match that I would just pick out of the blue to watch, if you ask me to just pick one match, it's got to be probably one of my favorite matches of all time: two thousand three, two thousand four, No Way Out. Eddie Guerrero wins the WWE Championship from Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. That, that match made me that. feel something I don't think I ever felt. Yeah. Ever like watching a wrestling match. Well, it's such a moment. Just. Yeah. Like if you're a wrestling fan and you're feeling down, or if you're like having a bad day, or if you're like in, in any mood, <laughs> go watch that match and your day is going to be something different. Even if the only thing you see of that is just Eddie's reaction at the end. And his family and the crowd. Like, I've never seen a crowd react the way they did there.
2: I, 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 the only thing that I could think of to compare it to actually something we just mentioned was Ron Simmons winning the world title. That was a similar. Yeah. Yeah. But but that Guerrero one still was
1: bigger. Yep. That's, that's one match that if you ask me one of my favorite matches of all time, just comes, just comes to mind because Eddie Guerrero, I think, is one of my top top three of all time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Definitely was one of the greater performers, one of the best performers.
2: Yeah. And not just him, his entire family, all great guys. Chavo, you know, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, you had Hector, you know, they're Now they're his Gory, daughter. All of them, Mondo.
1: His daughter's yeah. all now, Vicky and yeah, A.W. Her daughter, Shaw. Yeah, she was there a few times in AEW. She was a ring announcer. She did some other stuff. Um, oh. but I don't think I don't think she's performed yet. Okay.
2: If she's uh she's married to
1: Aiden English, isn't she? Married no. to Rusev Day Jr.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, all right, guys. There you have it, you know, for our classic matches, you know, I picked R Truth versus Cena for the WWE title from Capital Punishment. Nick, he picked Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask from a WWF event from 1982 in Madison Square Garden. And Mr. Joey Carney, he picked Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar for the, for the WWE title, right? WWE title. from No yep. Way Out 2003. You know the links for these matches will be posted on the Facebook page shortly after the video yep. in this week's episode you know, becomes available. On all social media platforms, podcast streaming services, YouTube, you know, anywhere you, know, you choose to you know, watch, listen to podcasts or watch videos. You now, again, Joey, thanks for being on the show this week. We really enjoyed, you know, sitting down, yeah. talking, wrestling with you, getting a whole different, you know, mindset and perspective. And, you know, we talked about it, you know, talk about every week. Awesome, man. I appreciate you guys uh, reaching out and asking me to come on. I, uh, any, any chance I get to talk
1: about pro wrestling, it's a good time. <laughs> uh, definitely.
2: <laughs> I just want to say it was a pleasure having a converse, a civil conversation with somebody that seems to, <laughs> to be rare with wrestling. And I do appreciate getting vo- viewpoints from everyone and being able to sit down and break stuff down. So thank you very
1: much. It's been a fun talk. I appreciate that too. And uh, that's I, I, I try to do that too a lot because like, I'm I'm someone who I can like find different perspectives yeah. of different things, but I think like who wants to hear a conversation of everybody just arguing? I just, nobody yeah. wants that. Nobody Nothing wants really that. gets discussed that way, you know, you're just arguing with each other. When you're talking yeah. about pro wrestling, something that's so near and dear to us, I mean, being podcasters, you know, you wanna you wanna talk about it. You don't want to just, you know, leave the fighting for the them in the ring and let us yeah. talk about it. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Can I just ask a quick question for you, Joey, really quick? Because I'm just curious. It's just for my personal <laughs>
3: curiosity.
2: When did you start watching wrestling, and what was the moment that made you a fan?
1: I started watching wrestling at, like, three years old. Mm-hmm. My it was, it was weird because my grandfather was a war veteran. Right. He suffered from PT, PTSD, mm-hmm. had a drinking problem. Right. And pro wrestling was the one thing that, like – made him like zone out and like enjoy himself and smile and like interact with something that wasn't that Mm -hmm. and i think as i got older that was just something that was always like consistent right and then i think i don't remember too much from the the, my early days because he he was a wcw guy okay it was that transition it was like i was born in 93 Mm -hmm. and around the in the 90s it was between wcw and wwe where like hogan was going back and forth Uh, You know, everybody was going back and forth. So I remember him watching WCW. And then Mm -hmm. in the later 90s is when I was a little older and, you know, seeing Austin, seeing McMahon, seeing The Rock, 96, 97. Right. That was it. That was it for me. Right. And, And
2: I grew up watching wrestling in that same era. I was born in 91. And I... I, I remember the first time I saw The Undertaker in like ninety-five on like a Saturday morning superstar show, which most people probably don't even know what I'm talking about right now.
1: <laughs> superstars, you mean that show on the network? Um at one
2: time superstars was about the only thing people that didn't have cable could get. <laughs> we didn't have cable. So we had like four channels and superstars was it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I just that's how just, a lot of people watch wrestling, I think. They like they had they had, you know, certain channels and wrestling was always on
0: some, always on one of those channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I was way behind Josh. I didn't start watching. You you <laughs> I are. didn't start watching until about <laughs> it was like oh six. Really? I was born in ninety four. I, I watched it one time with my dad. I remember seeing Steve Austin on there and I I, I always watched whatever they watched on TV. I ain't seen right. it on there since since that night but then I started watching See, favorite
3: ball
0: I started watching it again after some of my friends had started getting me into it so I started watching it at home and one of the first episodes I remember was after Vengeance it was after Rick, you know, it was that pay-per-view DX versus the Spirit Squad you know then you have yeah, Ric Flair and one. Mick Foley they were in a match the only thing I remember I started watching the Raw after Vengeance and the uh, only thing i remember from that episode was i think it was rick flair that was cutting the promo i don't know why but that's the one thing that stuck out was that stuck out was rick flair right you no know, in that feud he was having with mick foley
1: that was a great feud that was a real feud too yeah
0: yeah they yeah, hated each other i
1: like each other yeah there's there's some
2: real stuff there yeah but uh see like it was me like one of the coolest things like i remember like is because my dad um my dad watched wrestling in the 70s you know so and but back then it was nwa he grew up in virginia that's all that's all you got was nwa so he was watching the original black jacks you know blackjack mulligan lanza flair you know
1: harley all time you know harley race was the champion when he started watching so he knew what a what a real world's champion was. Oh,
2: some of the stories I've heard. See, Blackjack Mulligans, his favorite wrestler, <laughs> uh, a, a six foot seven pissed off cowboy, you know. <laughs> and uh, but you know, he's just telling me all this stuff like these just wild, bloody brawls these guys were having. Just you know, it was like the Wild West. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you know, Joey, I want to thank you again for coming on you know, Big Bang Wrestling this week and joining us into discussions. And for everybody who's not aware of who Joey is, you no know, Joey you know, hosts his own podcast. It's a very successful podcast. You know, and I encourage anybody who hasn't to go listen to it. It's called the Angle Podcast. You, know, you can find it on those you know, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, we're not Anchor, Google, Apple, anywhere podcasts are available.
1: Yeah, lots of great content. I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. You know, you you, you talk wrestling and like this, we could talk for hours. So,
2: yeah, Definitely. You know, two and a half hours in, and we still
1: want to keep going. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah I, t- I told you, I was on a call. This was for 15 minutes. We went for like two and a half, three hours. So, yeah.
0: yeah again, thanks for being on. Yeah, and for you- everybody who hasn't watched Big Bang before, I'm Marcus. And I'm Nick. And uh, we are out...